The head coach and the recent Naismith Basketball Hall of Famer, Becky Hammond, back here with her whirlwind coast-to-coast <laughs> trip. How you doing, coach? It's game day. It's game day, but first and foremost, congratulations again on the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, it was fantastic watching it from afar. Give us the details. What were your thoughts? I know that you had a whirlwind yesterday, but getting up there, giving the speech, what were your thoughts? Um, just a little overwhelmed, probably. I mean, you get up there, you can rehearse it in your mind. You can rehearse your speech. You can do all the things. But when you get up there and you start looking around that room and see so many people that you either admired growing up, you looked up to, you watched, you studied, um, you game planned against, (laughs) um, peers that you haven't seen for a long time. Um, just a real, really a lot of meaningful people in the room for me last night and um yeah so you get up there and you're like holy crap (laughs) here we go was there a person that maybe you met for the first time last night or maybe reconnected with that uh, really kind of resonated with you or left an impression with you last night i saw a ton of people um that i hadn't seen in a long time um probably you know richie adubato you know, gave me my first shot and, um, he was there and he was as proud as a peacock, uh, <laughs> walking around. And, um, you know, I had mentioned a, a thank you, his name in my speech early and, you know, I saw him afterwards and he's like, you said my name, you said my <laughs> name first. I was like, I sure did. You gave me my first shot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I would really have loved to rattle off a gazillion thank right. yous. Um, just didn't have the time. They just, they were like five to six minutes. And I think I kept it around 10 to 11. And I felt really good about that because I, I timed it for you. What was it? 16. Was it? Yeah. It was like 1540 something like, yeah, but you were between 15 oh. and a half and 16, it was, but it came across beautiful. I mean, you were a lot less than Dwayne Wade and some of the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, you're great. There was, I did have to take some pauses just to collect myself a couple yeah. times. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think you just have to roll like with yeah. wherever you're going and how you feel in the moment because, um, trying to put in like 46 years of my life, which over half of those have been in an NBA or WMA right. arena. So it's a lot. And just like I said in my speech, you know, it's not just the 25 years in a professional arena. It's been the buildup that I've been able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, like the meaningful things. Like I needed that. I needed to learn how to be tough. I learned, I needed to learn how to keep up and, um, put one foot in front of the other and learn how to, um, you know, I love football because of a, you can't see their faces, right? It's such a gloryless sport at times because, you know, every great quarterback has a great line and nobody knows the lineman. They only know the quarterback or somebody like a defensive end, your try hard factor. If you're really good, you get the quarterback, you know, 12 times, maybe 13 times. You're amazing, but you had to try your very hardest 600 times and you fall down and you get back up and you fall down and you get back up and you chase again and you chase again and you chase again. And it's just, um, you have all these things that you, you start thinking about. I was like, dang, a lot of things had to happen in order to 
get me to this spot and build things that were needed for the journey. I loved, I think everyone loved the acronym using dream to break it down. Are you, have you always been an acronym type of a person with that, with your teams and your coaching and what, what led you to that decision? Um, I use, you know, I use an acronym basically cause it keeps me on, on topic yeah. and keeps me short and concise of like the points that I want to hit. So one, I just think it's an easier way to speak publicly, do public speaking. Um, but also I think it's a tangible in, in a, in the scheme of a 45 minute speech, which I've written many of them, um, you can get some of the things lost. Like you can really hit home on some key things. Um, when you kind of keep like less is more, you keep it short mm-hmm. I used a, the acronym last year, you know, with our team. And but it was funny because they were harassing me this afternoon when we met up. Oh, no, here comes the acronym. I was like, <laughs> y'all know I was going to do it. And plus, I was like, it's never, I don't think it's ever been done in a in a Hall of Fame speech. I could be wrong, but, yeah. you know. Wow. Um, I, got, I had to do it my way. I, yeah. I can't, I can't fake the funk. I, I just got to be I me. Love, there you go. <laughs> Using my terminology there. Best moment of the day and the night for you. I mean, Tony is, you know, we're, we're, we've had so many great moments. Um, to see him get his, his moment was, was really special to me. Seeing Pop get his moment, um, was really special. And Pow, you know, um, but I think for me, uh, you know, the hardest parts for me was getting through the parts of talking about my family talking about my parents, my brother, my sister, and pop. Those were the hard, like if I could get through those three moments, I was like, I'll be good. And you know what? I did not. I could, (laughs) I cracked on all three of them. No. And, uh, talk about pop. I mean, I've never seen him like that emotional before. So you, he felt it, you know, he definitely felt it. And you could just tell the connection between you guys. Yeah. I mean, he's somebody that's very special to me. I mean, after we got our butts kicked by New York he called and left me the longest voicemail <laughs> the next day. I'm yeah. calling just to make you smile. Some games are just like that. Yeah. Throw it out the window. Like, you know, yeah. um, but we were, when we first got the phone call, um, he texts me, me and you, who to thunk it? Like, so yeah. it, it's been, you know, and we've had a lot of great, um, conversations and just moments over the years, especially like over his dinners that are notorious. I sat next to him every dinner. It started off, I think kind of as a mini hazing thing from the other coaches, but then it became a thing where it was like, if I was coming in a little bit later, I was meeting up with them. He literally wouldn't let anybody else sit for him. You know, he, he had that chair for me every time, um, would pull it out for me. Uh, he's just a gentleman. Um, and, and I appreciate that. Um, very thoughtful, very thoughtful and, and intentional in his actions. And as you mentioned in the speech last night, I mean, he did something that no one else has ever done before. I mean, you know, bringing you in well-deserved, you know, as an assistant coach, a female head coach, a female assistant coach into an NBA team was just, you know, unprecedented. And you could tell that, you know, how much he respects you and cares for you. And that came across last night. Well, and the thing is, is he downplays it. And, yeah. and it's funny because like when people come at me in a certain way with the, the trail, like I downplay it because it's, it's awkward to talk when somebody's sitting there telling you how great you are. I'm like, yeah, I am great. It's like, <laughs> it's weird. We don't know how to take good compliments. And so for me to kind of admonish him publicly like that, 
um, and tell him some things that are really true that I don't know. Um, I don't know if he can, he's just a very humble guy. Mm -hmm. He, he, neither of us, when he made that decision thought of any big deal, you know, like, Oh, cause to him, it was just such an ordinary basketball move. Here's a really bright young basketball mind. And I'm going to bring that bright mind on staff. It wasn't about even a male, female. It was really nothing until it became huge and something. And it was like, Oh, you know, so, and at the end of the day, nobody in professional sports had ever done it. And now women are in major league baseball. They're in NFL. They're, they're in a, like every sport now. And he's really, I just, it's awkward for me to be like, Hey, I'm the trailblazer. But like, he was a trailblazer in his own right. Like by just being himself. Mm-hmm. Tired travel schedule. Crazy. How you feeling as we get ready for this game? Um, you know what? It's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, these are one of the moments where you, you walk into the gym and you feel the energy of the players, you feel the energy of the arena. And, um, been doing this our whole lives. We've stepped out on that court many times tired and you didn't even know it. So tonight will be no different. You got it. All right. Good luck coach uh, tonight. And again, congratulations with the uh, hall of fame induction. Uh, outstanding. Well-deserved. Thank you guys. Becky Hammond, uh, last night, uh, before the game, talking about her induction into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. What a great moment uh, for her and uh, so well-deserved. The one takeaway for me is, to me, is how special it was to see her and Pop go in together. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I said to you, it's almost like he's a father figure to her. You know, I mean, it, their relationship's beyond coach, you know, coaches and assistant coaches, players, whatever. Um, that was pretty cool. To go with that point, and I, when I said to her too, I, I just can't get over it. I mean, and she hit the nail on the head with this in her speech is that Greg Popovich did something that he did not have to do. And he did something that no one else has ever done to reach out to her and maybe get a lot of flack and have a female coach on his staff. Even though Becky Hammond was a tremendous basketball player, great college career, Hall of Fame, WNBA career, there are a lot of people, you know, going back to you know, 2013 that had no idea who Becky Hammond was, especially in NBA circles. And for him to do that, and like she said, it wasn't like I'm doing this just for this, or we're going to make a major press release and major announcement that, Hey, I'm hiring a female coach. He goes, he just did it because he just felt like, Hey, she's just as qualified as any male. And it didn't need to have a whole bunch of pomp and circumstance. Yeah. I, you know how I feel about it. And I, I think that, uh, if she ever does end up in the NBA, I, I see it as the San Antonio Spurs coach. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Greg Popovich, those that, have watched him coach people in the media who've tried to interview him or have interviewed him. Um, to me, he's a lot like Bill Lambeer where, you know, if you're in the circle, it, it, it's all good. Lambeer had his detractors and he could be very rough. Uh, then there'll be these moments kind of like Bill Belichick where, you know, Lambeer could be very funny and, you know, and good. Popovich is that same way. He can be very open, honest, um, maybe to a fault, 
but then he has these other moments where, you know, he's, he's, he's a lot of fun. And you saw the emotional side of Popovich when he was basically in tears. And so it was, you know, Becky. And you see how special that relationship is. Uh, here's a moment from her speech on Saturday night in Springfield, Massachusetts. Pop, I'm not going to look at you. You're a man of principle and excellence. I know you weren't trying to be courageous when you hired me, but you did do something nobody else in professional sports has ever done. Becky Hammond on Saturday night, and again, just, you know, you heard her talk about it with me right there about that very, very special moment. And uh, she's living a great life right now. I mean, she wasn't anticipating coaching the WNBA, didn't know what was going to happen with her, you know, the Spurs, if she'd get another opportunity because she had interviewed for other NBA jobs. And Mark Davis and Nikki Vargas come calling and offer her to be the highest paid WNBA coach, wins a championship her first year, aces on the verge of now breaking the all-time record, playing for a Commissioner's Cup championship tomorrow night. That would be their second in two years and the favorites to win back-to-back WNBA championships. And she's generally having fun. She enjoys this. She does not look at this as a stepping stone to an NBA job. Because like we've talked about before, you got to be careful. You know, just because there's an open job in, in any league, whatever you're coaching, doesn't mean it's the right job. This was the right job for her in so many ways. And I know that she is loving um, and just is so happy that she made the choice to accept this job from Mark Davis and Nikki Vargas. She's, uh, she's living out her dream right now. And man, is she successful. Oh, no question. She's got the best job in the WNBA. The, the team, and this is a team that you, you've talked about it several times. The nucleus is signed for, you know, several years. I mean, this is not going, you know, going away, you know, barring, you know, injuries and such. So yeah, she's going to be here for a while, but she's going to get her chance. 